Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Faith Healer is a fantastic rock and roll band spearheaded by Jessica Jalbert of Edmonton, Alberta. With her close collaborator, Montreal's Renee Wilson, Jalbert created a wondrous new Faith Healer album called Try, which is out now via Mint Records and is one of my favorite releases of 2017. Earlier this fall, Jessica, Renee, and I met in Toronto for an extensive and revealing discussion about Faith Healer and Try. Part of the Entertainment One podcast network, and sponsored by Fresh Books, Hello Fresh Canada, Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, Planet Bean Coffee, and Granddad's Donuts, this is Faith Healer on the 371st episode of Creative Control with your host, me, Vish Khanna. Faith Healer, thank you so much for being here. Hey, thanks no for problem. having us. Thanks for being on the show. Uh, Renee, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm very well, I'm very well. And Jessica? I'm good too, thanks. Now you're here in Toronto from Edmonton? Uh, yes, we started the, the trip off in Edmonton. Right, that's where you live? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's where my, my wife is from. Oh, really? So oh, I cool. go to Edmonton kind of once a year. Oh, nice. Ah, yeah, yeah. That's very awesome. cool. I like Edmonton. Yeah, Do I you like it? Too. Yeah, I like it primarily because that's where my family is but there's right. a lot of other really good things about Edmonton so I like it I think it's totally fine do you think it gets a bad rap uh I think mm. it I think Edmonton thinks it's it gets a bad rap right. it's got such a like underdog kind of feel to it like or like it's this weird thing 
I shouldn't even. Yeah, there's a condition in Edmonton. No, I, I'm aware being of it. An underdog. Yeah. I think, and it's like having a lack of awareness of the rest of Canada, mm-hmm. the ROC, as we call it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I've never but heard that's that what we call it in Quebec. Oh, okay. ROC. French. Right, of course. Right, right, right. Uh, of course, because it's a different country, right? Um, <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty uh, much. But what were we saying about, oh yeah, Edmonton. There's just, you and know, there's people, this... there's a lack of awareness of other cities other than Calgary, which is very similar in size. Yeah. And so, and there's like this who's the better city sort of like competitive sort of spirit, Mm -hmm. which carries over to competing with the rest of Canada and, and, but like not understanding why, (laughs) you know, because Edmonton's funny. It like feels like a city. It It, is. It's very urban, I guess, and same with Calgary, but they're really just two small cities. I've spent more. Yes, it's true. I've spent more time in Edmonton than Calgary, but I do think, and I, that might give, that might make me biased, but I prefer Edmonton to Calgary. Same. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Again, we all have a bias here. Yeah. (laughs) But there's something weird about, I get a, when I get to Calgary, I feel weird. I feel out of place in Calgary. When I'm there, I'm like, I don't belong. Here. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. So that's where I'm at too. You do you find this, Renee? Uh well I've gotten to know Calgary a bit. Uh and I th- think I was enamored by Calgary a little bit in initially because right. I was like because Calgary is a totally different city than Edmonton also. There's more money, there's more infrastructure. Yeah. It offers more what big cities offer. Yeah, Edmonton. Yes. Other than Giant Mall, right? No, that's a very suburban thing. I will say, though, that every <laughs> time I've played Calgary for the past two years, with the exception of the Sled Island Music Festival, every single time I've been underpaid my guarantee by promoters. Oh, and weird. I had to fight tooth and nail. Different clubs? <laughs> yeah, different clubs. Oh, maybe that's <laughs> a, a Calgary thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's my feeling about Calgary. Okay, right I gotta now, say. That happened like a week ago, too. I wanna oh, say, man. though, the last time I was back in Edmonton, I liked it more than. Typically, you know, just oh, because you where do you live in Montreal? I live in Montreal, right? Right, exactly. Of course, but I'm from Edmonton, right? That's where you're from there originally. I see, okay. All right, well, it's nice to have you on the show. We're going to talk about your new album, Try, in just a moment. Uh, but I want to go back to the uh, period just before you started uh, conceiving of Try because you made a record called Cosmic Troubles Mm -hmm. and it was. What? How? <laughs> I don't know how to describe it uh, without insulting anyone. No, I. Uh, that's a bad way to start. You wanted? Did you want to differentiate yourselves uh, making try from what you had made with Cosmic Troubles? That was what I was trying to say. It yeah, was no disparagement for that so. last record. No, no, no. Yeah, we, we we wanted to improve upon it. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, and and refine things uh, yes, a little. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Kind of yeah. rein it in and. Renee and I talked about this before, like the records that we've done together have always sort of been like landmark setup records. Like Renee's first time, my first record, just as Jessica Jobbert was recorded, it was the first album Renee recorded. Okay. Um, Oh, ever. him like learning how to use Yeah, at a studio. I had started renting a studio space at the time. Yeah. And so it was the first This is in Montreal? No, this is in Edmonton. Oh, that's in Edmonton. 11. Yeah. 10 and 11. 10 and 11. Okay. Anyway, so then... After that, Cosmic Troubles was the first one that he recorded with all of his own flashy new equipment or old equipment <laughs> and um, and in his home studio. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. – you, you're saying Cosmic Troubles was. Yes, exactly. And then this one – And then this one is kind of like your uh, – your... Well, this is the way you see it because, you know, it's funny f- the way I see this – yeah. Because you see it that way because you come into my studio. Well, yeah, no, I know. The and the I'm new one isn't like your time. new studio. Isn't like, 
a landmark for your new studio, but we've talked about this before. No, the but first I agree. Two. I agree. Yeah. There's a tendency when you have something way. new uh, and you're trying to make something that you shoot for the moon and you do a lot of stuff mm-hmm. to try to see what you're capable of, what your limitations are in the space. Did that happen with that record, Cosmic Troubles? Were yes. you just adding I think so. many layers to things and trying to see how far you could push a song? Uh yeah I guess so I the way I see it is this I'm I've been you know making records for like ten years maybe that's when I first started recording, and like you just learn things about your trade like periodically or as you as you like go through it right uh what's the word for that progress experience <laughs> yeah. Uh, just chronological, like, I just feel like at the time I made Cosmic Troubles, in my mind, I was, like, doing all the things that I should do to make what I considered a finished record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you kind of, after releasing a record, uh, you, I feel like I always learn a bit more about what actually, because you get the effect of of actually releasing it, and you see how it resonates with people if it if there's a reaction and you can like gauge what you did right and wrong on the record based on how popular it is really well in, in a way, way. In like way. the reaction to your friends even just like you, people's reaction you, you take general. external considerations more seriously than others might maybe well maybe like I you take it to heart if someone says something is critical or positive either way you're, you try to take something from that feedback is that fair uh well, it's just, I think it's very personal. Yes. But it's, uh, uh, you know, and after you release something to you, kind of, it's official. Like, you've you've made your statement. And so, at that point, people can, like, judge you, I guess. Yeah. People yeah. can judge you. Sure. But I think you're pretty choosy about which um, which <clears throat> opinions you do take to heart, you know? It's true. And I, I just want to say, like, at the time of that record, yeah, it, it felt like I was doing all I could. And after it came out and everything rolled out, I just saw where it could be improved. Like, you know, you just get better. Sure. I think you just... You hear just, the mistakes. It's part of growing. Right. And just mm-hmm. learning in general. Right. Just looking back on previous work. But I feel like with Cosmic Troubles, we were we were adding a lot because we were, like, figuring out the things we can do. Even doing, like, you know, different effects with the tape delay and stuff like that. We kind of maximized it a little bit more than we did the for the for try. You, know. you mean with overdubs and stuff. Overdubs, exactly. Yes. Yeah, I guess it's got more of a. Is it? It's more like of a mix, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Do you think? <laughs> well, think I, it might be. I mean, I think we're. I, I didn't mean to go so no, far. Fine. I just <laughs> deeply into the past. I just wondered if it does sound like I, in making try. It does sound like try is a reflection of both your response to uh, Cosmic Troubles and, and maybe the way it was received. On some level, you oh, use sure. that whole, the whole of that experience, you know, the mm-hmm. making the record, having it go out into the world, trying to play it live, and then that likely, as it often does, will feed into what you do next. And exactly. that's what I was, where I was going with this question. No, no, I didn't mean to uh, <laughs> offend you or, or make you second guess what you had done. I just Oh, wondered. no, I'm just thinking about it now, really. I'm of course. Just, and I think that it's true to, like, I don't know, just look back. And that I want to say, too, between making that and try, I've made a lot of records. And so mm-hmm. just it's natural that, like, it would be better, I guess, at this point. Because I guess we both have refined our our skills. Absolutely, that's what then, happens. Yeah, as, as you get older, as you try new things. The yeah. hope is that it's better. The hope is <laughs> that it's it's, it's this record's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. Everyone, I love this record. Uh, my family loves this record. I've been playing it in the house. 
My son is a big fan. Uh, I like all the iconography inside, which is, (laughs) uh, I think it's mostly all icons someone could find on their uh, computer under symbols. Each one is hand-drawn. Is it (laughs) each? So you have the the shrugging uh, sort of symbol that people use on Twitter, and you've got the, even the cover is the winky emoji. Yeah. What was emoticon? Emoticon. Sorry, emoticon. I apologize. <laughs> it's actually just a semicolon. It's just a semicolon, but it's <laughs> taken on a whole new meaning. It's yeah. the yeah. smiley face, winky thing. What is going on with the album artwork here in terms of how it relates to what you were uh, doing with the with the songs? I suppose. Does anyone want to comment on that? Um, well, the the album artwork is pretty basic, and it was just an idea that. Or I mean the the cover I guess was pretty basic, um, and it was really just a an idea that we had off the bat because I wanted to call the album "Try with a Winky Face" because I thought that was funny, and uh, then we just sort of went from there with the artwork. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's nice yeah, and clean. Yeah, but that, that's what birthed it. I feel like there's a the per, the concept behind the artwork is that it's like the music art we're so our, our tastes are so dated. Mm-hmm. We have these like you know we, we like classic rock and stuff yes. and old music and so uh, there's something of a like I feel self conscious about that. I think so. Yeah. You yeah. feel self conscious about liking older things? Oh, of course. Hmm. Because I feel like I don't know. It's just not with the times. It's, sure. Being not with the times is, has its setbacks. And it's really cheesy to be so like to be so devoted, devoted to, to nostalgia. The past. Yeah, and stuff. exactly. But it's are you just... so? There's just a distinction here. Are you nostalgic for something? Nostalgia means you experience something that you miss. Uh, I true. think really, but it sounds like you're more pining for a different time before sure. you existed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this, I want to say the artwork is supposed to be like a little bit of a contrast to the music, but even the music is supposed to sound a bit more modern. How would you categorize, we're going to get into it song by song, but is there an overall thing you would say about the music? Because over breakfast today, as I say, I've been playing your your record in my house since I received, uh, since I received a copy of it, and uh, uh, my wife will periodically say, what is this? Uh, and I'll say it's that Faith Healer record we've been listening to again and she's like oh yeah right right it kind of sounds like something from like the 70s and I say yeah it does have a bit of that so it has taken at least one listener whom you don't know but is an Edmontonian I should say right born and born and raised in Edmonton she picked up on kind of the 70s vibe yeah it's definitely there I mean those are the records that we listen to it just comes across in our natural musicianship yeah, because of probably where we both came from, you know, since teenagers. Like, I was obsessed with Guitar World magazine and would just, like, you know, put pictures of Jimi Hendrix up on my wall and stuff right. like that. And, like, and Renee comes from the same kind of area. Yeah. We're just both really like rock and roll. Yeah, we like rock and roll. And okay. the the heyday of rock that, and roll clear. is the 70s. Right. So. Yeah, the guitar playing. Some might say. The guitar playing on this record is fantastic, by the way. I don't know who is mostly responsible, but there's a solo on, and we'll get to it eventually, but there's a solo on, I think it's Suffering Creature. Unbelievable. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. I think yeah. about ripper. that solo. That's just a ripper. It's amazing. It's I'm not a guitar out. solo guy normally, but I was like, holy lord. <laughs> <laughs> kind of reminds me Thank of like mid 60s, like uh, one of the guys Dylan would have gotten in. Like, uh, right. Is it Paul Butterfield who played the? I'm blanking on my people. But anyway, it's an amazing guitar solo. Just mm-hmm. fantastic. Anyway, we'll get to this. Okay, I think we should. We'll, let's start. I want to yeah, talk about where these songs came from. So let's begin at the beginning. This is a, a wonderful song. Uh, begins with a um, busy signal mm-hmm. on the old school telephone. It's called And Waiting. 
Yeah, so that's it's the first song on the album. It's the first song that I brought wrote for the record actually, which I just wrote on piano and um it's also the first song I brought to the table when I got to Rennie's studio to work on it. Uh but then it ended up we really liked the first the first um version of it that we recorded. It sounded just really like uh, really hot, I guess, like hissy and and. It sounded vintage. <laughs> it sounded right. very vintage. It, it had a yeah. It was a bit out of it was tune distorted and, and, and distorted. And your guitar amp had this like ringing frequency that was whistling like. Yeah. It was like a really high squeal they could hear in the uh-huh. recording. And we were kind of yeah, we were we were kind of amped on that sound, and we were wondering if that was the direction like the rest of the record was going to take. But then we took a break from that song, and it ended up actually being the very last one that we finished. Because oh. anytime we would like finish another song or something, we'd be like, oh like, yeah, oh, we, we still have that. to deal with waiting. <laughs> ah, let's just deal with it later. And it had some janky qualities from the get go too. Uh, like just yeah. in the bed, like the bed track that we recorded, and so it, it was, was either test. reattempt it yeah. or just like fix this unfixable thing. Right, which it's it's see it started to seem unfixable yeah. as we progressed, as better material in our minds came about. Yeah, we kind of started raising the bar throughout the record, and then we're like, oh well, we need to raise the bar for waiting as well. Then, um, and the last night when we finished recording this one, I was couldn't get the vocals right, and we just turned all the lights off in the studio. And I just lay on the floor, <laughs> and the whole song I'm just laying on the floor singing. That like, happened, yeah, for that song. Yeah, I have actually. It does have know. a kind of reclined feeling. Yeah, if because I will. I, that's what you know. I was like, I don't know how the fuck to get the sound right. right. You know, yeah. it sounds so like um, a little. It sounded more twee than I wanted. I wanted it to sound a little bit like weary or something. Y- yes, I, I couldn't get there until I was just genuinely weary. Yes. <laughs> so is this is its placement <laughs> at the top of the record a reflection? of your yes we finally got it done uh or do you think it's like as a kicker as to kick off the record well i I think this this is not the single of it's not a single on this record it's uh, not at a least single so far. Oh, I and I think oh, that it okay. should be. I think so too. Because I just thought it, it's like the most strong lead single on the record, and so that's why it should be the first song. I mean, that's why yeah. I thought we we the track we listing disagreed about the we track disagreed listing. about the track yeah. listing a bit, but it was kind of it wasn't a big deal either. Sure, mm-hmm. sequencing sequencing can sequence. be a tricky Once one. Once we ended up with this sequence, I think we were both like, yeah, sure, okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But I really like that song personally as a single, and it never got put out as a single, which is fine. It's or not might, too late. It's yeah, not too late. The album is still. Yeah, we've mm-hmm. talked about doing that. But it, yeah, exactly. It's, it's the wonderful. first song. It's just it's so it's an earworm kind of thing. But nothing is as good as the feeling of waiting and waiting. Mm-hmm. There, this we were talking about sort of temporality a few moments ago. Time, uh, mm-hmm. things are different now. Uh, there's been a few artists who have been singing about this notion of, of, of. Um, not needing to be patient for things anymore. You just get whatever you want, whenever you want it. If you want to watch a movie, you just tell your phone, and the phone finds it for you. You don't have to wait. Yeah. Is that what you're going for here? Um, In a sense, yes. I mean, like, I just... Basically, what the 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 meaning I sort of had... The, the concept in my head that got me writing a song about like that was just the fact that the reality of things always seem to be so much more either disappointing or underwhelming or overwhelming or whatever, never on par with what you think they're going to be. That's true. And you always kind of imagine that, you know, you see somebody that you, you know, like, you're like, oh, I like that person, you know, and then you're like, 
you you blow it up in your head, either positive or negative, and then in reality is just so much more. It's better to want things than to actually. It's anticip- better to want things. Anticipation, anticipation is, great. is yeah. better than you order something on the. You order a record, and yeah. you're very excited when yeah. the, you hit order. You know, Once on your you computer, and then you get it. You're like, hey, I got it. Exactly. I, I, you put I it on the shelf. Less yeah. money now. Yeah, yeah, I just have less money. <laughs> yeah. The manifestation of me having less money has arrived. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. but anticipation yeah. is just like it's like hope, or it's like um, yeah. it's it's like. Uh, it's very energetic to be anticipating something, I think. So we've gone from the waiting is the hardest part, as Tom Petty might have said, to mm-hmm. you relishing the notion of waiting. Yeah. It totally. actually is the best part. I think so. Okay. I'll talk to him about that later. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's move on to uh, the next song, which is a, a glorious song. It's called Light of Loving, or LOL. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> Uh, this is a, a, a wondrous display, I think, of uh, lyricism, and the, the song itself is just a really cool sonic experimentation type thing. Where, where did this one come from, per se? Uh, well, it started off. I'll start these because yeah, I, it's fine. I yeah, you start and it. then you take it I up. Can but, add my two bits. Um, but when I first wrote mm-hmm. this song, I was just I was looking for something to perform solo for this thing very last minute that I was um, playing last year, and. Um, I was like, I should just write some kind of drone song. And I had been sitting on these particular lyrics for a while. So I wrote this, like, just riff. Anyway, <laughs> you can edit that out. You can hear it in the recording. Anyway. You can sort of, sort of hear it. But you can hear it. It's, I'm just yeah. Yeah. No, the riff is That riff is the riff uh, in the song. But yeah. it gets a little bit kind of... Um, bluesed up uh, yes. by the lead guitar. But anyway, so I, I I just needed some lyrics to sing over top of a very basic kind of drone type thing because I needed to perform a show and I didn't have time to write a song. So yeah. that's kind of where that came from. Um, but the, the so the lyrics and the music I say I would say weren't originally planned um, to be together oh. in that way. I, I didn't know what I was going to do with those lyrics, but. Um, but like I much of the album it's it's very haphazard. It's haphazard. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I, I like the way it comes together because I mean the, the lyrics are also 
you know, pretty psychedelic or whatever. I, you know. The motif, the central motif is, and if I focus on the flower, that's very psychedelic. Yeah, it's psychedelic, exactly. Um, And uh, (laughs) uh, so I think it worked out really well that we ended up um, turning it into this MC5 jam. (laughs) Yeah, it did. That's right. It does have that. So, yeah, it has a bit of that. Uh, I guess mid to late 60s thing but then also yeah weirdly punk rock somehow <laughs> but uh, we, we were listening listen to wipers, wipers. yeah right oh before the we, wipers are great we were recording this song and then we were like we need a break we needed some inspiration we went downstairs listened to wipers and then went back upstairs and <laughs> nice. finished it we're like let's so. do a jam like this yeah okay but I had uh, well okay so we we jam- this song was born out of like a jam uh-huh. uh, that we had cause you know a lot of this record truth be told was spent just like kind of just trying to come up with a spark for inspiration mm-hmm. you know i mean mm-hmm. in general like because mm-hmm. we were kind of flying by the troubled. seat of our pants yeah it was uh unprepared oh really you yeah, weren't yeah, really yeah. ready is it just i mean the the primary songwriting uh is between the two of you right yeah well, i mean jess you write the lyrics yeah i write the lyrics and then i'll and come the in with the chord structure uh and, and then, then we'll get rearranged in some we'll to re- some degree yeah. exactly lots a, or a little is there a band on this record per se like no, who's playing it's just us, the, it's just us. Uh, who's doing what what do you do uh just guitar vocals and keyboards keyboards, keyboards. This album as well um but you know none They're of the mixed. fancy stuff and renee <laughs> i do drums bass and guitar and vocals and then or, this, and keyboards. all the other keyboard stuff okay yeah. and uh and the mixing, I guess. Yeah. I mean, which I feel like is an instrument oh, yeah, on this record. Sure. So this record is mixed all live. Oh, is it? Okay. So it's like, you know, each each bounce is like a live pass oh, is the it? song. You can't so. fix it. You, that's it. It's done? Exactly. It's yeah. like, like a commitment. Bounce, you can't. Oh, okay. But all the effects sends and stuff like this are done like live on the console. Right. So it, it has this like flow to it. You especially hear it in this song, I think. Oh, okay. the, like live mixing. Oh, and of. yeah. So the thing about "Light of Loving" is 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 it's kind of like a dub. lol. Lol, yes. <laughs> uh, we did this jam, and we just recorded this six-minute thing or seven-minute jam, and mm-hmm. we're like, "This is cool. We really liked it." We added guitars that day, like the bluesy kind of guitar that I did. Right. I just seriously just sat down and and did the first thing that came to my mind. Another virtuoso performance. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> it, it was. I, I think that's the, the first take yeah oh come on i've already told you you're good you don't have to first take me now <laughs> it's true though he will continue to yeah, tell yeah, you yeah, he's yeah, good yeah. Too. <laughs> no I'm it's just being modest it's a fantastic <laughs> song this, this no but i mean the thing is this it's like an improvised kind of idea in its in essence so mm. when i sat down and played the guitar it was just supposed to be like in like much of the record we did this kind of thing a bunch yeah. where we would just record like Whatever improvised we ideas okay, okay. Yeah. And and I did the same thing on organ on the Hammond and then like and we did the, just like a few takes of that. This is all and it's recorded digitally, so we could just have oh, it's many a takes. some of these so some of these songs they're not live off the floor. Oh no, they couldn't be. You're not yeah, all playing everything. Yeah, we piece them together, like, right? Right. But like some of them are tape and some of them are digital okay. or some aspects. It's a mix. Or, right. Yeah. Well, um, it's a gorgeous song. Yeah, but we Thank were trying you. to go for I want to say conceptually much like the artwork. It's like going for this vintage modern thing. Like, yeah. I mean, I. Because we're so old school, we've talked about this, like amongst ourselves, yes. about being like getting old and this, like being uh, nostalgia. I despise nostalgia in a way, even though I'm like the biggest nostalgic person. Like, don't want to come into my. But house. again, just to my point, <laughs> just to my point earlier, is it nostalgia or is it time travel? It's, it's time, time travel. travel. It's yeah. time travel. I just, but it's I, I'm my trying parents, to make that distinction more and more nowadays. It's yeah. my parents' nostalgia passed on to me. 
and no, it's your it's your parents' experience. My parents' experience. Yeah, because they don't. You. Give but you're crap saying they. What, how do you define it? So in my, my no, I think for for nostalgia, you, I would think, and I'm not a I'm not a scientist or a doctor. I don't know for sure, <laughs> but I would think when you're nostalgic, it's for something you've experienced yourself. Right, but or, my parents are yes. like that, right? They're nostalgic for their right, own. Right, so times. now you're weirdly nostalgic for their nostalgia. Exactly. That's weird. It's like secondhand nostalgia. Right. That is odd. I think. I mean, I've thought about this a fair sure. amount. I'm like, why am I this way? Why do I love records and stuff? Blah, 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 blah. Well, I think sometimes you look to the past, uh, whether it's your past or someone else's past, because you are not totally comfortable with your present. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's an attempt to really be more comfortable with the present. No, putting absolutely. Putting out a record that's got more of a modern twist. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm fascinated I mean, by it when I talk to... I've talked to a, um, I talked to a musician recently who said... Uh, you know, when I was 10 years old, all I wanted to do was be a soul singer from the 50s. That's what I thought I would be. You know, right. I, that's all I just wished I could go back then yeah. and sing. And then I, but I thought of that in this age, right? Where there isn't any genre signifier that really, I mean, we just listen with such open ears to everything. And all the bands you hear nowadays, the younger bands, they they are creating in that realm where they've just been saturated by all the sounds so this notion of like well you know the most radical example of this was like 20 years ago people were like i got a rapper on my metal song Mm -hmm. right but that doesn't matter anymore like no one is as shocked by that notion of like i've incorporated this whole other genre into a a sound of my own it's we're just used to it i mean everything's been mixed together yeah just the way the internet curates our experiences now that indie rock is being eclipsed by the time that, like, you know, indie rock is a very derivative genre. It, it takes a lot from established things, right, mm-hmm. from the past. Mm-hmm. They're respected. And now that the, that, I mean, it's been big. 80s nostalgia has been big in music, I feel, like, yeah, in the last five sure. years. But now that the 80s are getting fully excavated, it's like it's crossing over with the the. the the group that actually excavated it in the first place. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's like, it's very, it's meta. It's, it's metaphysical. Well, I, I do I do think there's, uh, uh, Dan Romano, Daniel Romano was on the show once talking about how he thinks time is a flat circle now. Whereas, like, if you think about it, okay, let's, let's objectively suggest that you two look like you could be from the 70s. Mm-hmm. Sure. Because of your hair and your clothes and whatnot. And he was making this argument that in, in, a, in a real sense right now, there's no fashion. You remember when you used to look at photos of yourself no, like, mm-hmm. what, from like 15 years ago? You're like, oh God, that's what people were wearing then? Yeah. Like if I look at myself in the 90s, which when I came of age really, I'm like, oh, I would never, well, I wouldn't wear my hair like that then because I just didn't know what I was doing. But mm-hmm. by and large, I've we all dress We've seemed to have been like, that's enough. Like, we can all just wear this, and yeah. I can still wear stuff I wore from like a, a collared shirt from the any 90s. Any era, really. It's any, any era, era any combo. era now. And no one's like, you, you, no one's really surprised by that anymore. Yeah. But I wonder how it's going to look in 10 years. Like, we say that well right now. Yes, of course. In, in, of course. In, you know, like, it, it, I feel like maybe that, that total, like. It does feel a bit slower, though, don't you think? Like, yes. I, I do oh, look yeah. at, I look at a photo of me from 15 years ago. I'm, I might have that same shirt still, mm-hmm. and it, I could wear it and it'd be fine. And it wouldn't feel like you're wearing something throwback. I'm not. I've never been a fashionable person. Yeah. Like I, I've dressed fairly plainly, but I think a lot of people could say that now. Mm-hmm. Like I pretty much don't look out of place wearing the same thing I wore ten, fifteen years ago. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, but the leap from the '70s to the '80s, for example, was so extreme. Dramatic. Like yeah. just the colors that were in and the kind of 
fabric and everything was just so radically different, right? Yeah. So I think uh, we're time has stopped. <laughs> well, it's, I, I think so, too. I wanted to say it's the second part of my little analogy about yes. music. Sorry for rambling there. It's okay. No, no it's yeah. it's that it it now it's no longer, there's no, you can't really derive anything. One, like, it's all been done, really. It's all been combined, mm-hmm. or it should be in every, any Don't which way. do you feel like people have felt like that before, though? Yes, I do, but it's like, it's another level of it. It's like multiplication. It's well, like Moore's Law. To Jessica's point, it's hard to, <laughs> it's hard to frame what we're going through while we're in it. Yeah, yeah exactly. I feel that way. Yeah. But I mean, also, maybe this is the first decade that I've thought about clothing or something. Sure. You know, like I've never I've never been a person who has any idea at all. I, I probably read my first fashion magazine like a year ago. Or right. Something, sure. You know? So I don't really know anything about that stuff. So I find it like when I say when I hear conversations like that, I'm like, I feel like we're just assuming that we're different but in 10 yes. years they're going to be like oh god we give Why ourselves was I way too much that? credit sure. for being like onto something for ourselves yeah. you know it's like oh we do this this way but it's like I mean like there's totally find, nostalgic we'll find out in 10 years how we do things now right. like, talking right. about throwback like there's been times in the past where throwback was big mm-hmm. like to another era uh, mm-hmm. just specifically that and you know I feel like well, I mean, you, that's. I think that I've had the revelation for myself, but other people must have for themselves too. Yeah, I think yeah. you mentioned that uh, you thought there was a real '80s uh, exploration, '80s music, and I think that happened. Mm-hmm. But I also think there was a real '90s. Oh music. yeah, 90s a lot of the too. a lot of the more aggressive rock bands that are comprised of younger people yeah. seem oh, to yes. be drawing from the kind of. I feel like that's still happening right now. Yes, it it is yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's funny though, but I felt like also like ten years ago. In Edmonton, yeah. that was happening. It was the like a 90s sound. thing. Yeah. 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 But now, I mean, it's just been a thing that's been around, I guess. Yeah. But it yeah. comes in waves. It comes in waves and, and also being more mainstream. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I agree. Well, I think we've talked enough about Light of Loving. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. I think it raised some interesting points. Do you want to move on? Sure, yes. Okay. We're going to go on to a, a very interesting song called Might As Well. mentioned that uh, during and waiting you were kind of lying down on the ground yeah. in a kind of almost lethargic uh, position. Yeah. Uh, there's a there's a I get that vibe a little bit from the record as a whole, but does might as well fall into that kind of category of trying to sound laid back? Not really or no. Or resigned? Yeah, I think I I had like a a voice in mind once we once we came up with this version of the song cuz we have a couple different versions. Yeah, of, of course. It, that um that didn't obviously make the record. Um, might as well. Yeah, remember I started it out with that riff, like it was so like 
Oh yeah, the song yeah. was so. It was different. like laid we had back. like we had oh, double guitars and congas. Yeah, okay, yeah. Like, this one right. sounded like really like Jack Johnson initially, like it was, <laughs> but it was like, you know. I just mean it was just super like. I don't think it sounded. I that didn't way, sound but like fine. that. It didn't sound like that. I'm just. It definitely Being had hyperbolic. kind of like a more, it, it, it had a much, much more laid back um, feel at first, but yes. then we just weren't getting where we wanted to get. And then we just were like, okay, let's record this again. It's the refining right. process really yeah. that we're talking about earlier. It's like, do we really want to put out something that sounds like this Yeah. with <laughs> some like, like, you know, galloping conga drums? Well, and, and yeah. It's just it, so funny. Yeah, it's, it's funny. And I think that like the, like, it's it's funny about this song. I talked to a few people about the album, or I had I happened when I went back to Edmonton before we started doing the second version of it. I was chatting with people, and it kept coming up. Oh, we got congas on our new record. Not you and I, but like other other, other musicians I chat that? with. And then uh, after a while, I was like, "Fuck, there's congas on my record." <laughs> 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 I they know. just didn't sound. It good, just though. felt like right. such a broy thing to do because maybe just sure, the congas were on that, that shit. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so then when we went back to it and we just like kind of rocked it, it was a lot more fun. And we and so then yeah, the vocal was supposed to be a little bit more pushy and a little bit more like. Oh, okay, you know, but yeah, that's you the wanted to change that. the vocal right on this song, and I insisted that we keep this one. Is this that right? Take mm-hmm. this take maybe. Yeah, yeah. Because you thought they were flat. Well, they are a little bit flat. Well, they are. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. But it's. I mean, I just thought it was fine. No, it's it's really good, actually. Is there anything to this notion of you might as well? Well, that was also kind of like um, one of the themes of this album is you, you might, might as, as well. You, you might try. as well try. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you might as well try is the main theme of the album. And so that that song kind of, you know, it uh, that's the anthem for for going on with your life. <laughs> Is it uh, is might as well the one with the um, studio patter? No, it's such a Gemini. It's such a Gemini. Okay, yeah. we'll get to that after. I was blanking on that myself. <laughs> you know why? Because the record is sequenced. Like I, you have yeah, to go this way, but I way. and then I was just like, oh yeah, I was pretty sure I was wrong on that. Okay, anyway, um, is there anything else you want to say about might as well? For those who care, it's one of the tape recordings on the record. I mean, it's not... I don't Sounds think. warmer. Yeah. It has that warmth. Yeah. You know? No. <laughs> Actually, everything on this record is recorded through a tape machine. Right. Uh, but, but not I don't, using tape. Don't always use the tape. It's just... What? Yeah, the machine... I mean, I believe that it truly does impart a certain characteristic on the sound. It colors the sound. Absolutely, yes, yeah. It does. And oh. even without the tape involved, it just like sounds like this tape machine. It's kind of like an uncanny valley. Mm-hmm. And this is why I like it too. It's kind of like vintage, but it's just purely digital recording, so okay. it has this modern quality. Well, it's, it's again, yeah. with that kind of thing. Anyways, uh, that's this not it's not really an important good. detail, really. No, no, that's but it's, tape it's good. Stuff. We're getting this is the behind the music uh, <laughs> that we're doing. I mean, this is because it's behind the music. This yes, why, that's the only I'm... reason why. I say. <laughs> that's yeah. fine. No, it's fair. Uh, we're going to move on to uh, a real standout song on this album, uh, Sterling Silver.
also a tape recording. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, it, wow! It, it, this has a. It's more of the synth- more synthetic song on the record. It yeah. is very synthetic, yeah. it, and uh, I think. Uh, but all all analog synth. It's all analog in, in general. That that whole song. Yeah. It's funny how that was. Even the drum machine on it is yeah, everything analog was sequenced. Drum machine. Like we trigger, we did it the old school way. Actually, <laughs> this 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 song is definitely uh, wrestling with some temporal stuff, right? This notion of something old in the basement. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the the song has. It's hard for me to speak to sp- specific um, meaning behind this song in particular. Uh, there's three main references. One is a fella that Renee and I used to know named Sterling. One is listening to records in the basement and listening to Sterling Morrison from from Velvet Underground. Yeah, I wondered about that. Um, and then, uh, you know, I, it, I have to think about how to talk about this song because I don't know yet. <laughs> but, uh, okay. But So I don't really know how to say what it's about. Is it a, uh, I gather it's a deeply personal song? Well, yeah, but not in a way that I'm embarrassed to talk about it. It's just in a way that you know, when your 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 brain is more active than your mouth or something, like it, it's hard for me to put it into words. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and but I don't. I'm gonna think about it. I don't mean to pry too much, but I'm I am curious about this relationship between having something valuable stored in your basement um, and knowing that it has a. A history mm-hmm. and, and it connotes something, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and but to 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 the person who maybe owned it or experienced had experiences with it, but for anyone else, it's just a thing in the basement. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's like you know, it's like a buried treasure, <laughs> right? <laughs> or something, okay. or not a buried treasure. It's like a, it's a one person's trash is another person's treasure. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. I take. I, I find that a lot of trash is treasure. Okay. Or something. Yeah. This again, I <laughs> so think it speaks to your interest. <laughs> and me. Speaks Sorry. to your interest in the past. But it is, mm-hmm. uh, as we discussed, a very synthetic song. Mm-hmm. Possibly yes. the the most synthetic song. Yeah. I think superficially speaking. And yeah. where did where did that uh, synthesis? That didn't make any sense. Where did that come from? Well, that we did impulse. It the old school way. We that song was also recorded three times. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We, we did attempted it. it several times. We did it with. Oh, guitars, <laughs> other guitars, sped up, and then we ended up on this. We had this version. like Scott Walker esque version of it. Yeah, that right. we knew it wasn't really. It didn't come across that way. That was the the problem with it. Yeah, but it was the song where even though we are not, we didn't use that version, and even though the vocals, the Scott Walker vocals didn't work out that well, it was the song where I felt like I unlocked yeah, realizing unlocked how to key. sing differently. Right, you know, like right. I just I hadn't been able to do that until I just tried to like belt it out, and then I was like, oh, yeah. okay. It's almost can. church. It has a church like. Yeah, the chords and stuff. Yeah, there's something very, and even your delivery. I don't know if it's Christian, but there's like this. You know what I mean? I can't describe it properly. Yeah, no, no, I know what you mean. Pads. It's like an airy. It's an airy vocal. It sounds like it's. It was. uh, I hear the. I can hear like church reverb. Mm -hmm, Totally. In it, it's got a deep reverb on it. Yeah. Yeah. Just makes it sound like it's in a cathedral. A cathedral. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. The church reverb setting on your. 
reverb device. <laughs> yeah, there probably sounds is like one. that. Well, well there's tons. That's definitely feel yeah. uh, it, there's a little bit of Velvet Underground going uh, seeping through all this record throughout the record. I thought, but this song for some reason really reminds me of something. Yeah, well, there you go. Velvet On Sterling. Yeah. Interesting. Well, you mentioned Sterling Morrison, and that's yeah. what I, that's what I had thought yeah. of as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. So. We listen to a lot of Velvet Underground and Lou Reed all the time, yeah. even though it's not a specific reference point or anything, or it's not supposed to be. It just no, it's always not, ends up being what we land on. It's or, not an obvious thing. It just, uh, <laughs> it, yes. uh, I think the it's awareness. there. I yeah. think it's there. Okay. Are we ready to move to side two? Oh, yeah. Okay, let's move to side two. <laughs> song is called Such a Gemini. It's a, there's a lot of playful stuff going on on this record, uh, I think. Uh, and this song, like humor. There's humor. Yeah. There's a lot of humor. Tell me about the, uh, the story behind Such a Gemini. I'm just curious. Where did this song come from? It was going to be just like an interlude kind of throwaway track. Yeah, this is the throwaway track it in our minds. It is the throwaway track, yeah. But so, it's become a fun live song. I love it. It's grown on actually. me a lot. Yeah. It's surprising to me that this would be a throwaway. People ask me about, have asked me about this song since the album came out, and yeah. I'm just like, why that track? It's, it's the throwaway. We threw it together really quickly. Hmm. Um, That's Jessica on all the keyboards, too. That's like, <laughs> this is your keyboard <laughs> this piece. This is my keyboard piece, yeah. <laughs> But Which is also kind of a failed recording, this song, that we ended up overdubbing totally alternative like drum over yeah, we, the, the first recording. We recorded the whole song, and then we added a drum machine. But the drum machine, because it was analog, and, and because we originally hadn't recorded it to a, a track, so the tempo wiggles around back and forth. So Renee was holding the, the speed tempo knob enough. on the drum machine and slowly trying to slow down as the song slows down <laughs> and speed up as the song speeds up. It gives it this real like drunk kind of yeah. feel. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I thought that was a really cool effect. I'm glad that um, yeah, that, 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 that you had that idea. It was idea. like beat matching a record. <laughs> yes. It was yes. so much yeah. like that. Yeah. Do, you, do you believe in astrology? Um, I'm interested in it, but I don't know too much. Um, I wondered if you were making fun of it. No, not making fun of it, for sure. Although, when we play it, I'm always like, oh, this one's for the Geminis. It seems like a joke, but it's not really. I mean. You're Gemini. Yes, I am Gemini. I I only know Leo because I'm that. I get a a little (laughs) frustrated with people when when they, uh, I'm doing something or saying something and they say, are you a Sagittarius? Yeah. Totally. And I yeah, say, that's... yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? And then I'll, and they'll be like, oh, I knew it. And I'll it's be like, oh, what is that? That's creepy. How do you know that? Like, yeah. why do you know that? Yeah, I mean, I I, I would <laughs> About... never debunk it, but it took me, it took me probably like, I probably was 18 or so before I even figured out which 
astrological sign I am because I just could never remember. It wasn't <laughs> something I was interested in. Right. I was like, I know it has a G, so it's either Virgo or Gemini, but that's all or I Sagittarius. know. Or Sagittarius. Or Sagittarius, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> it, it took me a long time to... Um, to land on that and actually I was really annoyed when this person said to me you're such a Gemini yeah so that sounds you sound like, irritated what yeah yeah and uh I, I I that was told to me last summer by somebody and I was like I don't know what that's supposed to mean it seems like rude or right. something because yeah. you know when somebody's like you're such a whatever it's usually not a positive it, totally thing. it's yeah. natural for a Gemini to be sensitive Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Oh, God. <laughs> Just kidding. I just made that up. I don't even know, but I'm assuming that it is because you're a Gemini. I yeah. am, yeah. And, and I have since like paid a little bit of attention to the character sketches that astrological signs come along with. Okay. And I don't know. I'm interested in it, but I can't say that I'm a true believer. Okay. That's I think it's true. a self-fulfilled prophecy. People learn the stuff about their signs, and then they take on those traits I think so, life. too. Yeah. That's, I, that's why I'm not that immersed it. in it. Yeah. Myself. I don't want to become something that other people think I am. Yeah. Yeah. They made you be that it's way. It's very limiting. I think so. <laughs> you two engage in a weird sort of banter in this song where you're, one of you thinks it's about waiting and the other one's raiding. Where, what is, why is this happening? And how is it documented? Is it okay, a skit? So we have so really <laughs> funny, we, uh, what should we talk? I mean, okay. I just wondered if it was like something you'd plan to do. It is not a it's scripted unplanned. skit. So I'm working on a vocal in in the vocal booth and... Renee is talking to me through the talkback mic. He's sitting at the board okay. and talking to me through the talkback mic. I record we, that talkback signal so I can go back it. and reference it. Yeah. Oh, but I it see. drives me crazy sometimes because I'll be like really trying to get in the moment for the for, like, for a vocal, and he's like, "Okay, here it goes, rock and roll," and all of a sudden I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, again. yeah, yeah." But That's anyway, he's, we're always talking back and forth through the talkback mic, mic, and um, he, we we were really tired. And yes, we were tired. We were a little bit, you know, inebriated. Inebriated. Yeah. We yeah. had had some substance, and I think we were a little <laughs> bit out of it. Uh huh. And this I was in really working. This is in Edmonton. I was really <laughs> working on getting a vocal take, and so we had recorded the same vocal over and over and over again. Not on such a Gemini, actually. That was pilfered. From oh, it was song. a different. Oh, I see. We threw um, this in the, from another track. I yeah. see. I had um, to like scour all the sessions to find the studio banter, yeah. actually. <laughs> It's funny how this verse is like the your rating. The what? So like this is your rating. The rating? The rating point, you know? The rating. This is 
see when we have the conversation this verse. Yes, that's true. That's what I'm saying. It's the oh, rating I see. verse. This is like the like waiting period. We're like, the waiting period. No rating. We're rating the performance. Because we have this little section of yes. time to talk about. Yes. It. Here we go. Funny but I have a take about it, which I've said to interviewers before about this particular banter, which yes was unscripted, but I just think it's a perfect example of the my opinion of how our interactions are sometimes it's like we're both like saying the exact same thing yes this is the segment where we work on the vocal but i'm thinking waiting i'm picturing it as we're waiting for the next take to Uh come up so we've got a little downtime we're waiting and renee's picturing it rating it judging it rating it this is our rating section right and we're saying the exact same thing yes this is our area where we talk about the vocal I get it. Oh, I get it. You say that there's multiple levels that all make sense. I just, I'm just saying, like we are frequently think we disagree when we're actually saying the same talking thing. Talking about the same <laughs> yeah. thing. It's like a brother sister dynamic more... here. Yes. Or what? Is I that being so. literal? Actually, just... somebody asked us if we were siblings the other day at the bar. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I remember. She came up and said, "Are you oh, guys yeah, brother and that. sister?" <laughs> yeah. I guess we look like we're siblings. Well, it's not the looks; it's the sound. I will say the sound. Well, the way you're interacting and talking to each other is more. It, it has less to do with your weird. physical appearance, is what I'm saying. It, oh, of course, yeah. yeah it has sure. more to do with the way you uh, engage. It has that familiar, vaguely annoyed. It's <laughs> probably about totally right. love, like, like just total love, but total like uh, yeah. that that weird family thing. <laughs> That's what I'm picking up on. Okay, I just wondered about that. It's a great song. Another oh, great you. song. And it's 100% authentic studio chatter. <laughs> yeah, okay, I just wanted to make sure, because I wondered how it was captured. It, I think if that was scripted, that would make us seem like not very good at that kind of thing. Does, I hate that. That's a very, actually throwing that part in the record, I want to say, is very sensitive for some reason to me. You didn't want to. I just it. think it's so lame almost in a way to have it in the middle of a song. It's at the end of the it's song, or like end. at the end of a song. But in my Does mind, it, relate? it was a throwaway track, and I thought it would be funny to feature. Like we both th- thought it was funny. Yeah, as but an we're interlude. like, will people think this is funny, or, or are we just or high? What? Or are we just <laughs> high? Like, <laughs> well, like it, is this good to put on, or is it stupid? I know, <laughs> but it's about a. It's it is a little bit of. I think it fits within the communicative aspect of the lyrics. He said, "You're such a Gemini." As if I needed, as if I need reminding, my dissolute mind looks at what? It all, but from behind. Looks at it all from behind. It's confusion. I, yes. I couldn't even say it. There There's a lot, a lot of, of confusion. confusion in the song uh, about what is trying, what is meant to be conveyed. Well, that's yeah. even better then. I think it actually fits. Fr- and an extra layer that <laughs> makes sense layer. that I was unaware of. Yes, it's I think it, I was wondering why it was in the song, if particularly since you said it came from another it came song. Came from another song. So yeah. I think it, now it makes more sense. We've broken the code. <laughs> it was just <laughs> sub- subconscious. I really love it when like a song takes on a meaning. Uh, way after like yeah. you know that wasn't the plan but it works perfectly. I think it actually works now that it, we've, song, we've boiled it down yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay we move on now to the title track which is called Try mm-hmm. <laughs> Is it the strength of my emotion? Is it the weakness of my soul that keeps me laughing at the answer? 
guys. Mm-hmm. Is it the strength of my... You say emotion, but the lyrics is emoticon. Yeah, that's an Easter egg that you ah, found. Yeah. <laughs> is it the strength of That's another of my funny emoticon? thing that I don't... Like, I was like, should we really put this stupid thing yeah. on his? I noticed it, and we discussed earlier that there are some, some symbols and emoticons in yeah. here. What is going on with you and emoticons, first of all, and emotions? <laughs> well, um, the emoticon thing, <laughs> which we were kind of touching on earlier, is just... The fact is, I th- I like emoticons a lot. You do. I haven't fully embraced the emoji. Oh. Because it's just a picture. There's nothing creative. It's not using your text-based stuff. And like they suck on certain websites, like Facebook. Yeah. They s- they look dumb. Their art direction <laughs> is bad. I see. You so know what I mean? I, I do. It I, varies. Yeah. I do. But we were talking about this before. It just it's funny to feel like um, using an emoticon as opposed to emoji is actually dated now, you know? Y- yes, like it that, is. That's dated just like us. We're like... We're dated, <laughs> and using emoticons is modern in light of our music, it's but it's a double dated. layer. Yeah. It's double yes, dated. Yes, Exactly. Yes, that's okay. To develop on that a bit more, even. It's, okay. It, that I just Because I truly think there was a concept behind yes. the artwork. I agree. That's why I asked. Everything. I wondered yeah. if the it had music. something to do with it. Yeah. Like, and the music also... I mean, Try is a good example of a song that's supposed to sound like kind of modern and very retro simultaneously. It's like the string synth is supposed to make it sound modern. But but then there's the the filter at the end. Yes, there's a big filter. Which is over at like a Grateful Dead. You think it sounds like Sheryl Crow or something you were saying. (laughs) There's a lot in there. I think it has a 90s kind of sound. Like, you know, when that filter sweep comes in and it's kind of like Primal (laughs) Scream or whatever. Yes, or or Fatboy Slim. Yeah, Fatboy Slim, yeah. Here's another thing. When I listened to it, I heard the lyric as we want to fall into the hole, fall into the hole. But in the lyric sheet, hole is W-H-O-L-E. Is that that another? That is, I actually kind of was disappointed in language for doing this to me, where when I say fall into the hole, People assume that it means fall into a hole, a hole. in the ground. Like I want, I want to talk about falling, as in you know, relinquishing into a a whole W H O L E experience. Uh, but I know that it seems like it's just sort of a clever sort of like ooh, fall into yeah. a hole. It, it seems a like pun. it's a pun, but it's really not. I actually don't. You seem worse at lyrics than you actually are. <laughs> Is this the English language? Does. Is this a? Sure, yeah. That's what I'm saying. The the the, the English language. Disses you. I'm it disses me. Yeah. Is is try is try. Uh, would you say try is inspired or potentially about sort of an online existence? An online existence. When well, I just yes, for sure. You could take that bent. I mean, like the the. It's like a little more. Most of it for most of the lyrics um, or the phrases, for me, have more more of a broad meaning. Just the feeling of disconnection. So yes, I mean, online existence would be a. a the biggest example of yeah. that feeling, I guess. When you say fall into the hole, mm. I just thought of the the whole universe of the internet. Oh, sure. Okay. And uh, and again, I'm just, yeah. uh, I'm not working on a master's thesis on this album or anything, <laughs> but I know it seems that way. No, not at all. <laughs> but uh, there's just something about, even that little Easter egg you mentioned, Emoticon, there's just something very, like, technological about this song. Yes. I think, like, I... I it's never recorded on tape. No. <laughs> I think it's the, it's the third one. <laughs> okay, that might just be the natural reality of of what the internet has done to me, or what I have done to, 
to myself via the internet. Um, uh, we reconnected for a second, then the connection took its toll. Oh, yeah, that also sounds like an internet There's a lot of... Yeah. It's just about modems. Oh, it's you're just right, a, actually. This yeah. is a song about the internet. It's my ode to internet. You should have put a modem sound uh, at the beginning of yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it must be... I imagine it's very strange to hear... Uh, Someone try to interpret your song in front of you. No, I love Mitch it. I love it. And yes, our bandmate does it all the time. Well, that's what I think is happening. Well, yeah, that is, that is okay. apparently it is. Okay, that's, that's a a one, That's something that could be happening. Yeah, I'm okay. into that level. It, our next because there's an emoticon in it, though. It just it makes it already so computer. Yeah. So now that this level has been discovered, thank you. Well, there's the also there's, like, it already is get, gets married to the emoticon. The so recurring nice. notion of I don't think I could try to fight it is how I often feel about my phone. Yeah. And my computer yeah. and my impulse to go to these things. Yeah. Sometimes before saying hello to my family. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I better course. get on those things, and I had an idea that I and I want to get some what likes. Your, like second cousin is doing. Yes. Something. No, I don't care about yeah. that. I just want to make a joke and <laughs> see yeah, if anyone likes cousin. it. What is my second cousin doing? Yeah, <laughs> we gotta find out. I just mean sometimes you see the most irrelevant to your life shit before you even oh like you know get out of bed. Yes. You know? Yes. You exactly. Just, That's just, right. Because your phone's you there. You wake up in the morning and you find out. Oh, Taylor went. Like for a walk mail. yesterday who gives a shit yeah like, yeah, 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 yeah 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 it's yeah. information junk mail and there's so much of right. it and we do it to ourselves but also it's done to us i think <laughs> well i think that's what anyway i don't know if this is accurate or if there is a right answer but that's one reading of that song definitely okay. uh, right uh, there's some right answers cool. in there okay for sure. thank you thank you i'm glad thank i was you. able to help nice you. analysis thank you yeah. thank you well, I might, i'm gonna get an a on this <laughs> paper all right now we move on to uh, a song called uh, second time Sleep, I saw something, something that wasn't, wasn't true, a truth I manifested to, the first time I thought it There were times I feel asleep, and asleep I saw something. Mm-hmm. It's the deal with this song. What is going on on second time? <laughs> I haven't actually ever told anybody what this song is about, and I don't know if I ought to, um, but I will speak to some of the lyrics, I guess. So You're a little secretive. <laughs> the secrets are in the songs. No, I know, <laughs> and I'm trying to unravel I'm them. Not, I'm not, like, afraid of people knowing what I'm trying to say, although I know it sounds that way. No, it's you just, just never have to tell them. You never have to confirm the truth. So it's your power is in your hands. Well, <laughs> I, I presume that you're you're on your guard because some of the songs are about real people or real situations. Well, or just like you know, sensitive material. Not necessarily about like y- you know, not not about. Okay, second time is about having a sex dream about the same person three days in a row. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. That's why I didn't want to say. <laughs> Damn. Wow. Okay, wow. So there you it go. broke You know what? There. I just I got to say wow. that throughout the, through the your okay, so Jessica's lyricism is is very it's you have a style, okay? Yes. And it's very you. I don't know how to describe it cuz I'm very bad with words. <laughs> no, your words are funny cuz Renee will make up words that aren't words to fit within the song or grammar like he has a That's song like my- called Six-year-old could have son. it been me instead could've. of could it have been me? Right. 
Because it sounds better. Right. It sounds better. It's got more of a rhythm. Yeah. Well, there's a definite, (laughs) there's a rhythmic aspect to the singing here. The second time I knew, I knew. Like, there's just a little, there's nice little lyrical flourishes there that yeah, I appreciate. Yeah, that's, that's kind of fun. Like, we, this song is so <laughs> basic that we, we the way that we tried to... I wanted this... To this is one of the earlier ones it is. also. Mm-hmm. This yes. is like like Waiting. It's one of the earlier cuts yeah. from our very first session. Yeah, totally. And it was kind of going to be a bit of a... It felt like it was turning into a throwaway as well. Originally, there's a line, so beyond surrender, every moment surrenders to you. And we originally wanted to write this or make the song sound like a cheap trick song and then joked about how you know we're saying that we're better than cheap tricks or because we're so beyond beyond surrender surrender. (laughs) there's a few this is another song that has kind of a i think there's a couple of things on this record where it's like a bump bump like that kind of thing going on i hear that but then it gets pushed then the next one is like bump Ba-da. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why we That's do that on this album thing. all That's the time. <laughs> but it was it was just that part really of this song where it was like, okay, so for me, I feel like this is like a blue mask tribute in yes, a way. Yes, ah. so yeah. the bass. But I'm not okay. I'm not personally a giant Lou Reed fan. Yeah, but I am very exposed you just to Lou Reed. Accept my Lou Reed right. fandom. <laughs> oh, totally. And yeah. I have another friend who I play music with a lot, Christian North, who is also diehard Lou Reed fan. Right. And so I like like to try you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just like I want you to like friends yeah. are really really it's, it's, Lou Reed it's totally influenced me. Right. So I've been sure. more influenced by Lou Reed by you know than, than by, the actual, via us, yeah. Than the actual Interesting. Okay. Show. And uh, do you bring this up because it's present in this song? Yes. Sorry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, just I think this song is like a tribute to Blue Mask in a way. Uh, okay. but it's just like my interpretation of what a tribute to Blue Mask would sound like. Well, in but Lou Reed's album Blue Blue Mask there's just tons of fretless bass. Yeah, it's got fretless right. bass. And this song has fretless bass. That's all we're trying okay. to say. Okay. I see. Okay. <laughs> Well, Blue I've, Mask is like one of these records I've gathered from Lou Reed fans that that that's like the one of the better ones or something yeah. like that. But that oh, but that lyrically one it. of the worst. You have to hate it at the same time. Right. Shooting with the gun, bam! Watch me. It's so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> it's the I love women album. Uh, yeah, it's I love women. I think they're great. Uh, that's another great <laughs> lyric of Lou Reed's. <laughs> R.I.P. Lou Reed. Yeah. We should say that just yes. at the end of that little R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah, Lou Reed. No. All right. Shall we move on? Yes. Okay. We move on to the penultimate song. Usually at this point in this exercise, I ask people how they're enjoying the exercise. Is this okay? Are, is, are you, I'm enjoying it. You're enjoying we it? We could really get so deep into this shit. Yeah, but I feel like we sometimes need to be reined in, in a little the, bit. In the parking lot. Jess has definitely been keeping her distance a little bit. <laughs> she, oh, really? We just got a big reveal on the <laughs> last I, one. Am I talkative? Yeah. No, 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 no. no, no, no. I think she's yeah. being careful. I think it's totally valid. Right, I just, yeah. blah, 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 but I'm only talking about the sound. No, no, no. We have different personalities. Yeah, yeah, no. It's good. I think it's good to, because you also don't want to give people, you know, People should have the ability to make their own. Oh yeah, it's fine. Yeah, interpretation. Totally. Okay, this was a song I alluded to earlier because it has a, a massively memorable guitar solo. Yeah, it's called oh, "Suffering it's Creature."
this song was written at Renee's house uh, the last day of tracking. On the we, I took one month and went to his house, and we tracked for a month. And we were and very lazy. We were very lazy, so on the last day, we were like, oh, shit, we are not we done this to record. Work. Right. So and we pulled that out of our ass. We pulled that out of our ass. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, not lyrically, though, right? No, I didn't have the lyrics ready because we just were like, I was kind of like feeling a bit down, like, oh, the month is over and we didn't finish the record. I was really hoping we would finish, but I was unprepared and things just didn't come together. And so, and we hung out too much. And then... Um, Wait, is this song about you? Uh, well, I mean, yes, a little bit. There's a lot. So there's a line in there where um, I'll just go through the whole line. Basically. Sure. Because so, sure. I can't remember it. This is like when we have to practice and we're like, take it from the I first I have the lyrics right here like, if you yes, need to. I'll yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. Thing. They're in very tiny print on the CD there. But yeah. So, um, and the shivering fit that took over you as you left the cool lake and I stayed, I had taken to it and I wanted to stay and to feel the tongue of the snake. So it's like I'm talking to myself, basically. It's, as Grace Slick. As Grace, mm. like, yeah. <laughs> yes. Some kind Tongue of, of or Jim snake. Morrison, maybe. Yeah. There's something going on there. Okay, yeah, you're talking to yourself. Yes. So, I mean, the song is talking to, to it. it's the non-suffering creature version of myself. I see. Berating the suffering creature version of myself. Right. Suffering creature. <laughs> Renee hated <laughs> suffering creature at the beginning as a, as a, as a chorus. He thought yeah. it was lame. Oh, but I, like it, it totally grew on me. It's. Yeah. I just had to think about it for a while. Well, I can see that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the way most things are. You got to think about them for a little bit. Let it stew. Right. But so anyway, the song, <laughs> the the instrumental version of the song, which had no lyrics at all, we recorded we on the very last day just stuff. to have something to work with, okay. and then went. I went back to Edmonton, and then before Renee came to Edmonton to finish working on the record, I had like listened to it a bunch and yeah. came up with these lyrics for it so it was kind of like one of the odd times where the song the music preceded the lyrics okay yeah. okay and now since i've made such a big deal tell me about the guitar solo um well it like all the other solos on this record are just improvised <laughs> um and that was just a really good one i guess yeah it's a really I good one i listened back to it and thought the exact same thing but I'm, I'm, I'm. What, what does that mean? You thought what, what, the exact same thing that, as me? That it's the best one on the record. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very good. The rest of them yeah. are like, I mean, I'm not the greatest guitar player in the world, but you know, I like to play guitar. Yeah, and I just like, like Renee for leisure time after we're finished working on the record. For instance, he'd just go in the basement, jack his amp up as loud as he could, and just like, jam with himself yeah. all night. <laughs> I'm like. Yeah. Why it's inspiring. Are you doing that? It's inspiring. I think it is inspiring, yeah. and I think he's. I. I don't. I also don't think you're the greatest guitar no, player in I'm the world. Terrible. I think you're a great guitar player. No, I'm not trying to berate or rate myself at all. I'm just saying that, like, it's I liked. I like playing improvised solos. I think that's the main thing. Is like a th that there's something about improvising that the, a better quality comes out in the musician. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, if. But you have to like really refine that quality. Yeah, and by I think practicing. By practicing and just knowing what you're doing. And so I don't really know what I'm doing. That's basically what I'm trying to say. Right. right. I have a, a, a maybe somewhat developed knowledge of the neck of a guitar. So in the live formation of your band, are you playing I play guitar? Lead. You're playing mm -hmm. guitar. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so and improvising I improvise all the solos, all the solos and well. some of them are terrible. <laughs> like it's true. You win some, you lose some. Sure. 
you totally win some and lose some, and we'll just do takes of solos and stuff, and just try to go for like to go for the best feeling solo. And that one, this like then we'll just listen back usually and just like pick out the one that sounds the best. And we might even edit like a part of one solo into yeah, another. Yeah, we've right. comped some solos. We've comped yeah. before, uh, but yeah. typically it's just something. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's just great. I just think that it. one's just really good. I I agree. It's I very hit good. It. It's yeah, like it's, I hit it better than the rest of the solos. Well, no, I'm not. This is not meant to disparage any other solo. I just think that one's particularly good. I just, In the pantheon of guitar solos, I would yeah. say this stuck oh, out. Thank it's you. Out there. Yeah. But I do think, though, because I'm a purist, because I don't want to comp. If you're doing a big live solo and it's mostly good, yeah. If it's like it's like like for example, the solo in Try, which is this big epic thing at the yes. end. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. It's also that solo's comped though. No, it's not. Oh, really? The whole solo is just me pl- noodling. I thought it was first half and second half, but I could. Be, I'm wrong. No, I kept on going. Okay, guys, and I just settle down. <laughs> I love that solo, but it's not and perfect. And try, yeah. and there's like a few notes where I don't really quite hit the note. Sure, but I don't want to just replace them. Yeah. because no, it's it would good. take away its authentic. I remember just that solo it's as well. Improvised, it's, Anyways, I'm a purist. I appreciate that it's improvised. And when you hit a solo that's that good at, on, on your song, like yes. in, the la- in that song, yes, I've really struck a nerve like here, haven't really, I? No, I just think it's true. It's like yeah. that's you could be so proud it's of. It's like that. I ignited yeah. a volcano. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's the reason why I like to improvise, yeah. like because when you actually do it well, you can feel good about yourself. Yeah. Sure, you can't really feel t- as good about just performing something that's pre-written. Yeah, because it's much. it There's says well because it's not instantaneous there's less immediacy it's not something you conjured if you it's i mean a composition is something you would conjure to some degree but to actually have mics set up and for it all and the tape rolling or whatever yeah. your computer and to have that all happen while you came up with something totally made up i understand why yeah. you're like that's well, magical you feel extra good yeah. about yourself and, the, yeah. and, yeah. and i think yourself. it comes out in the sound too like i think that sounds like a totally improvised guitar solo it does. in the in the sense that you get all of the energy you don't because otherwise it's going well, that's from why I like it your brain to your hands rather than i mean i know it just it's comes always straight from, from the heart your, yeah, yeah i always think that the music the best music comes right from your heart mm-hmm. straight to your fingertips sure and then just out. Well, I'm not. Just, d- yeah, and I'm not <laughs> technically adept enough to know whether you played the right solo. I'm just saying the way it made me feel. All right. Every time it's played, I've been like, "That's a good solo." I just oh, say it sorry. out loud to whoever's listening. We don't have listening. to get it more no, into I it. I just though. say it's a good solo. Anyway, it's a great song. <laughs> Another you. great song. <laughs> Thank you. All right, we are uh, here at the end of the record, which is called uh, "Best Save for Last." So many billions living in our midst And yet I try to look my best And I'm one of the billions rest On me when I am ready and aware And quickly reach to fix my head If this is Do you 
see my son loves your record so much that he's smeared goo <laughs> from the f- there's chocolate on it and mm. he just insists on it being in the car and he was very obsessed with why the UPC code was blacked out yesterday. Ooh, that's a teach- teachable moment. I said, oh, well, it's a promo. Yeah. They, they don't want you to sell it. He's like, well, what does that mean? I'm like, well, you know when you go to the grocery store and we, I put the banana, they put the banana through and it goes like, beep. They're using the code. He's like, yeah. well, what does the code tell them? I'm like, it just tells them what it is. It just got very complicated. Yeah, because so it's now a I, thing to learn. He's a, he actually said, uh, they blacked out the phone number. That's Aww. what he said, my son. He's yeah. six. Anyway. <laughs> He's six. Six. Yeah, okay. loves the record. Anyway, it's all... Uh, I've been talking a lot, a lot about kid. my son. <laughs> I talk a lot about my son now because we listen to music together often. That's awesome. It's good, but I feel like I get a little self-conscious. And now I'm talking about... Oh, often on the show, I get. I talk about how... I'm now self-conscious about being self-conscious because I keep talking I about see. it so much. Well, I do the exact same thing. <laughs> oh, do you talk about my son? See, this is why <laughs> yeah. I'm weirded out. Talk about your son. Anyway, best saved for last. The reason I, I pointed all of this uh, gook... On uh, mm-hmm. out is because I could barely read the title on the inside because yeah, it's just like it's crumbs and stuff on it. But it is. It's cursive. It's cursive. Why did it's, you do this to us? Well, it's Beggar's Banquet. It's font. Ba- <laughs> yes, it is. Our, our, the artwork also it was a very like it's just okay. Like in the past, all of the records that we've done in the past, the artwork is total like afterthought. Yeah, I right. mean, I had the idea. There's this album called by a band called Angel City, which is just like a pair of eyes that are like sort of fade yeah. into a black background and it's like got light shining on it oh. and i was like my concept was i want this album cover but with a wink instead of uh, just like intense looking eyes a emoticon um, wink exactly yes, but okay. uh, but i didn't have the idea of putting it into like emoticon shaped i just thought the oh, eyes would be winking okay. you know it wasn't as it wasn't as fleshed out but then once there were some prototypes yeah there right. were some prototypes once it's we finally more zany than this yeah, it's very tidy. Yeah, I had to say no to the zany. You had to say no to the zany. Sometimes you have to say no mm-hmm. to the zany. Yeah. That's just it's the true. way life is. Okay, let's talk about Best Save for Last. It's the last song on the record. It's clearly the best song on the record because you saved it for <laughs> clearly, the last. Yeah. Uh, the very best. Jessica, do you want to talk about this? Um, sure. I mean, that's, it's just like a pretty basic song about, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> trying not to search for something, I guess. Um, and it's, I think that this song to me sounds the most, it's the most congruous with the, with Cosmic Troubles. Um, sure. I, I think that it's kind of like the song that says like, oh, you know, not that the whole record sounds that vastly different or anything like that, but I just, yeah. I, I thought like this, th- that song would fit on either album. And it's kind of like a, oh yeah, this is still the same band kind of thing. Sure. Um, I guess. And uh, it's... How did that one come to be? It used to be like the... It like sounded just, a little 90s when we it, first started. It was, that was one of the first songs that we yeah. did also, right? Mm-hmm. This one. So that yeah. and like Waiting and, and Second Time are all kind of from the same Yeah, era. original sessions. And they all had this similar kind of laid back, whatever, really kind of boring sound in the beginning yeah well i like with with most of the songs on the album i demoed oh. them <laughs> Sorry. I, I demoed them at home first with just using software instruments on like garage band and so because i'm not even remotely adept at recording every song just had this kind of like 80s like do 
do, 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 like drum right. beat to it, and right. then I would just play the chords over it, play, sing some, sing some lyrics, and then sh- send that to Renee and be like, "Okay, this is one of the songs." This was in the preparation for starting to record the album. But there was great. Dif- this is something that really determined the 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 the, the path of this record from the early on. Mm-hmm. Was I lacked in my mind, or for whatever reason, a frame of reference based on your demos. Because uh, she had demoed all these tracks, right? Mm-hmm. And they had a, they did have a very eighty sound, but specifically because of my yeah, the setup ability, you know, I don't I don't have like mics to record any live instruments or anything like that. Most exactly. of the vocals I sang into a pair of headphones as uh-huh. a microphone, instead. right, right. <laughs> but Jessica and I have dabbled with eighties kind of aesthetics in the past, mm-hmm. just for fun, yep. uh, like as early as like swing, that swing and, swing and party swing and thing party, that we yeah. did. We did a replacements cover with a real yated drum thing. Very 80s. That's He's... one of my son's favorite songs. Oh, oh really? Swing and party. If yeah. you want. There was, a, there was a period there, it's ended, but every night for like three years I had to sing them Bastards of Young. Oh, that's nice. We would sing it together at bedtime. Huh. There nice. you are about your son again. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you mentioned Swing and Party. I'm a big replacements fan. So Ooh, of course. Yeah. Well, likewise, I yeah. am too. They're, they're great. And and the one and I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you didn't. But since you bring up the replacements and Paul Westerberg, I want to ask you a little bit about your lyricism because I sure. know I've said a few flattering things <laughs> throughout this process. But there's I I really want to get like here. There's in this song when it starts fading, you shouldn't try to chase it. A hunter isn't hunting if the prey is not evasive. That's Brilliant. <laughs> Thank That's you. That's a very I'm nice... Like I, I am a sucker for a good lyrical turn of phrase. T- tell me about your background with lyrics and poetry, maybe even. Uh, what are you inspired sure. by? I mean, okay, so I didn't... I've talked about this before a little bit with friends, just how late I was coming to the... Um, getting to know the world basically because (laughs) I didn't have a lot of friends I grew up in the country and um we didn't have a computer until I was like 17 Mm -hmm. and um and I didn't we weren't allowed to watch tv I didn't have a cd player I just had like a little radio that you could listen to my mom didn't know could tune into tv stations so I could like listen to tv shows but I couldn't watch right (laughs) Anyway, it's TV on the radio. So I used to do that too. I used to do that when yeah. I worked at midnight shifts at a gas station. I could always get global, so on Saturday nights Just I could like listen to watch Saturday Night the Live. Show with yeah. Your ears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, but like, so I, um, I was really disconnected. I felt like from people. And probably that just because I didn't have that many friends. And I think that that probably made me an introvert if I wasn't naturally one already. And so then you're looking for community but you're shy, so it's really hard. Mm-hmm. So we got a computer when I was 17, and I, su- I found a poetry forum. Oh, oh <laughs> um, okay. It was called Literary Kicks, and I have no idea. I haven't tried to find it or anything, but it was. this was a long time ago, right? So um, I, don't, I don't think that threads still work the same way. Right. It did. But it's like, you know, one of those forums. Somebody introduced an message idea. Board. It's like, yeah, a message board. They yeah. still exist. Yeah. So people would just write their poetry, right? So I signed up, but I used a, a fake name and I didn't say anything about who I was or whatever. Uh, I didn't give any personal details because I was like, you know, a teenage girl on the internet. Absolutely. Yeah. I didn't, yeah. I, you know, also the internet was much different than that it is now. But I wrote all this poetry and then I'd post about it and then these people would like, you know, get back and forth to me and blah, blah, blah. And then like... What do you mean get back and forth to you? Would they critique we, it? Yeah, or, yeah. Uh-huh. We would talk about each other's poems. I see, okay. Like that. and yeah. That's sweet. <laughs> that's cool. Sweet. Yeah, I mean, I you really... You basically did what I always dreamed I could do for becoming better at lyric writing. 
But like, you just did it. <laughs> did you like, know about this before this moment? No. You hadn't but heard this before? I hadn't heard this before, but I always wished that I could, there was like a forum that you could yeah. go on and like refine lyrics with like-minded people. Well, it might still be up there. I know, but you found it. Poetry Kicks. Yeah, I did find it. Poetry Kicks? Literary Kicks. Literary Kicks. Or, yeah. And, uh, Dot org, I bet. Yeah, probably. I don't even I remember. Don't I don't. I'm. It was modem time, that's for sure. The modem. But days. I um. I I had a fake name, which was W Low, which was supposed to be William Loman, which is this uh-huh. guy from a from a play. Um, death of a salesman. Yeah, death of a salesman. A play. Yes, a play. <laughs> One of the <laughs> most famous play. plays of all time. Yes. But I used to be hard on myself because I felt like I lied a lot. Like I felt like just like I William Loman, kind of. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So when I was on this forum, I signed up as Willie W Low. Yeah. And then. Um, the people thought that I was like an older man. Like th- I uh-huh. realized, like a couple years later, that the 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 o- like towards the end of me being on the forum, that was like, oh, you're you're a young woman from Canada. Oh, that's weird. I thought you were blah blah blah. And then I remember like being so proud of that. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I thought about this the other day. Like it's, it's not like, right for me to be proud to be man. mistaken for an old man. That's that's some that's you can some be proud of that though. Well, like you, were you wise. ought not to be. Yeah, I think. Sure, um, but uh, it's a little weird, but sure. Yeah. Uh, well, they anyway. just thought you were wise, though. They don't know who you, what you look like, so they just right. judged you based on your your. I know, but should we consider old men the only source of wisdom? Yes, <laughs> no. That's a good I'm just point. talking that's more about point. age. Yeah. Or yes. talking more. Yes, about yes. Age. age experience. I think. I yes, she, I think Renee's trying to suggest that they thought you were more advanced. In age and experience than you were. I think that's why I felt and proud about it. Yes, is of course. Because I was like, oh, they think that about me. <laughs> that's cool. And so that's when I started, you know, like just being sort of really obsessed with poetry. And I right. thought I was going to write. Uh, I thought I was going to be a writer. I, I signed up for like creative writing school and stuff like that. How but old? then, like, 17? right out of. Well, 17 oh, is when I did, started the forum, and right. then 17, oh, okay. 18, and then when I graduated. I signed up for the creative program, uh, writing program at Grant McEwen uh, in Edmonton, and I dropped out before I even began because I just went on a canoe trip instead. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but then I was just always kind of uh, obsessed with with poetry and stuff, and eventually translated into music. Okay, so your background is poetry. Yes, exactly. That, that was a very long no, I, answer. Well, it's fascinating. That's fascinating because, but uh, you mentioned uh, Willie Loman there, but I mean, not a that's not a that doesn't come from poetry. Do you have poetry or or songwriting um, heroes per se? I think I do, or I'll, I have uh, I have line like you know whoever wrote this line that's a that's a sick line or whatever i mean i really the lyrics really stick out to me with a lot of artists um i mean of course leonard cohen it's kind of like it seems like a platitude to say that but i was really obsessed for a long time with leonard cohen and with bob dylan um both i think really great lyricists um but kind of obvious (laughs) kind of Um, i think almost to the point where people take them for granted yes totally yeah Yeah. i mean i remember even when like old ideas leonard cohen's not latest album but the less critically acclaimed one before that came out like the 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 music was uh, i remember listening to it and being like holy shit he's still writing this great these great like i didn't care for the music little aspect of it as much of the production i should say but like every line i was like 
damn, it's <laughs> yeah. still so good. Yeah. Um, so I guess he would be my lyrical okay. hero. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, whoever it is and whatever well, it is, it's. Uh, it, I'm just glad that you have been drawn to whatever you're drawn to, frankly, because uh, this Faith Healer uh, band is amazing. Thank so you thank you, so. thank you for wh- to whomever. Uh, <laughs> for more information about this, thank you for this. I hope this was fun. No, it was, it was very it was fun. Really fun. Okay, thank good. You. So for more information <laughs> about uh, your band, I mean, I know that this record uh, try is out on Mint Records, and people can go to mintrex.com uh, for more info about that stuff. Uh, where do you want people to look uh, for you online? Um. You have kind of a Twitter. weird Google it. You have a, you have Twitter. A weird, you have Twitter a weird is definitely Twitter. the place. Weird I, Twitter handle. I have a weird Twitter handle, and maybe that's why I have no followers. <laughs> but uh, but it's Faye Thieler, but said like Faye and then Thieler. My sister's middle name is Faye, and I've always been jealous of that. So how do you spell nice the the uh, handle? I should say that right. Uh, <laughs> so it's at F A Y E T H E A L E R. Marketing nightmare. Yeah. You have to get uh, approved. That's what you got to get. The official. Oh, the, the verified. It might, it might help people search it. Yeah. Maybe. Or I could change my handle. I don't know. I just. No, no. It's it's <laughs> okay. fine. We've told people now. It's it's yeah, too late they'll now. Know now. Yeah, it's too late now. It's true. Is there a single song? We've been talking about all the songs. Is there a single song we can play for people right now that you would uh, both agree is a nice way for them to uh, get uh, into the record? I think they should, we think they should check out the title track, Try. Yes, it's got the most goodies. Yeah. The most goodies. <laughs> it's got the most goodies. Because okay. it's long. <laughs> no, well, yes. It's long, but it's truly like, it's the it's centerpiece. It's got some Easter eggs in it on the lyric yeah, sheet, at least. Does. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is the title track from this excellent record by Faith Healer. It's called Try. Uh, Jessica Renee, thank you so much for being thank on this you. show, and best of luck with everything going forward. Thank you. You as well. <laughs> is it the strength? Is it the weakness of my soul that keeps me laughing at the answer? I wanna cry about it though. I wanna cry about it. I don't think I 
Thanks again to Jessica and Renee of Faith Healer for being on this, the 371st episode of Creative Control, which is part of the Entertainment One Podcast Network and available on all your finer podcast platforms. If you can't find an episode that you're looking for or you want to learn more about me or sign up for my regularly scheduled newsletter, please visit vishkana.com. You can like Creative Control with Vishkana on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at vishcreative, or follow me at vishkana. You can also listen to a radio show version of Creative Control on Wednesdays at noon Eastern Standard Time around the world on CFRU.ca or on an actual radio at 93.3 FM if you're in or near Guelph. Also, please visit patreon.com slash creative control to make a flexible monthly donation to keep this podcast going. It's much appreciated. Thank you to, uh, as of this uh, episode, Matt Collins. Thank you, Matt Collins, for your recent donation. That's very kind. Thank you, Matt. Thanks to all of you who pledge. Please consider pledging if you haven't already done so. This episode would not be possible without you, of course, but also our sponsors, Pizza Trocadero, whom you can call for pickup or delivery in Guelph at 519-829-2444 or check them out at trocaderoguelph.ca. The Bookshelf, an independently owned bookstore, bar, music venue, and movie theater located at 41 Quebec Street in Guelph. Learn more about them at bookshelf.ca. Planet Bean, freshly roasted, fair trade, certified organic coffee. For more information, visit planetbeancoffee.com. Granddad's Donuts, located at 574 James Street North in Hamilton, Ontario. Amazing donuts. Visit granddads.ca for more info about them. Hey, if you want a whole meal's worth of ingredients delivered right to your Canadian home, visit hellofresh.ca and use the promo code CREATIVE50, that's creative with a K, 50, CREATIVE50, all one word, and you'd get 50% off your first order. That's again, hellofresh.ca, CREATIVE50, save half off your first order. And FreshBooks, a cloud accounting software for small business owners. Try it free for 30 days. Go to freshbooks.com slash creative control and in their how did you hear about us section, enter creative control. That's creative with a K and control with a K, all one word. And you can you can try FreshBooks for free for 30 days. All right, that's another episode of Creative Control. More to come. Thank you for listening to this one. Please do uh, tell your friends about it. Rate, review the show on all your favorite podcast platforms and follow us on all those things. Share episodes. Whatever you can do to help, uh, I would appreciate it. But uh, thanks first and foremost for listening to this show and if you haven't if you're new to the show there's lots of this is like i say 371st episode i mean you could, we have lots of episodes a wide variety of episodes and guests that i'm sure you might find intriguing anyway thanks again for listening i will talk to you soon goodbye for now Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.